after the presentation we just saw about the heat and the humidity, is it dangerous for you to make people think they would be safe by going outside in the heat, considering that so many people are dying in Florida, considering that this virus has had an outbreak in Singapore, places that are yeah, hot and are humid? Go. Here we go. The new, the new headline is Trump asks people to go outside. That's dangerous. Here we go. Same old group. Uh, you ready? I hope people enjoy the sun. And if it has an impact, that's great. I'm just hearing this, not really for the first time. I mean, there's been a rumor that, you know, a very nice rumor that you go outside in the sun or you have heat and it does have an effect on other viruses. But now we get it from one of the great laboratories of the world, I have to say. It covers a lot more territory than just this. This is, this is probably an easy thing, relatively speaking, for you. I would like you to speak to the medical doctors to see if there's any way that you can apply light and heat to cure. You know, if you could, and maybe you can, maybe you can't. Again, I say maybe you can, maybe you can't. I'm not a doctor, but I'm like a person that has a good, you know what. Deborah, have you ever heard? This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studios in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit www.shoptalkpod.com. Pink suits with hats to match. Big crocodiles and Cadillacs. You looking for the fattest sacks. This is where it's at. Windows tinted. Seats for lyric line. Keep the hands on the burner. Cause niggas know that it's money on the Yo, what up though? It's your man Jay Johnson, aka the Tim For You Hat Titan, aka the conspiracy realist, aka the technology snob, Steve Jobs Jr. Don't text me with your green bubbles, aka I only debate my equals, everybody else I teach. Also known as Juice, because all the hoes say, J.U. Ice, Young Caesar, because you know you can't roam without me. Mister, if you don't like me, fight me. I got kicked out of Noah's Ark because they couldn't find another animal just like me. A.K.A. If you see me in the room with lions, Simba's dying. Come back 15 minutes later, I'll have dinner frying. I am the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. What up? What up, though? And it's your man, Dame Going Wild, the West Side Landlord, the Pride of PA, High Chief Dame Don't Fuck Around, the liquor store legend, the corner store conquistador, your mama's favorite Dame, and the David Ruffin of the Shop Talk Podcast, because you know who the fuck they came to see. Not you, Otis. It's no better than these four letters. Thank God for Dame. And if you're speaking on Dame, you better say it nice. And if you don't put the boss in front, then bitch, you're not saying it right. Let's fucking go. Welcome back, Shop Talk Podcast, episode two oh six of the Corona Chronicles. No nah, man, this is this the sixth Corona episode, I think. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. This is not this shit's lingering. This shit's lingering. I mean, what do we do? What do we do? I don't know, man. It, it feels. I said it like a few weeks ago, like. When you put your chicken in the microwave, you hit it for 30 seconds, you touch the inside of the bitch, and it's really not as warm as you want it to be. That's what Gretchen keep doing. And I'm low-key not mad because I'd rather be in the house than, like, catch this shit and be sick because Corona is killing niggas. Like, and I don't even want to joke about it. We lost uh, somebody, Fred the Godson, the rapper, passed this week because he uh, had caught coronavirus, man. So, I mean, people was out here dropping every day. I, I know friends that have lost family. You know, I've lost some close homies to it. So, I mean, this shit real, man. I'm just going to stay in the house. 
Yeah, man, I lost a uh, I lost a loved one this week again. Unfortunately, uh, seemed like sorry every, to hear that, man. Every week, uh, you know, uh, literally every week since uh, one or two folks then then passed. Um, it's 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 really messed up, man. Um, it's re- it's really messed up, and I I've been seeing like uh, I don't even know how to handle this shit really. Um, the grieving process is gonna be different. We, I'm, I guess, like when all this shit is over with, then everybody can collectively grieve, right? Because it's just been like one long process. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I don't understand. Like, so remember when this shit first kicked off, right? Right. Everybody was like, "Yo, man, the TV is lying to you, fam. It's not really as serious. They just want y'all to be fearful and stay in the house." Like, ah, da, da, da. Okay, cool. And this is a conspiracy. All that shit. I'm with it. Cool. Now that Trump like, yo, we about to open this shit back up. Niggas are saying the exact opposite. Like, no, it's a conspiracy. <laughs> don't go outside. Stay in the house. Like, I don't think we have no idea what the fuck to do. You know, I remember before the quarantine started, me and you had a conversation. You was like, hey, man, they about to shut shit down for like two, three weeks. And I thought that was the craziest shit I ever heard. But, you know, added to the pamphlet of shit you was right about, you know, it was it was for real. And now, it like, was for real. Like, I mean, it's a it's such a double edged sword, man, because like uh, we fortunate enough to have jobs where we're still currently working. Right. So we still get. Yeah, man. Like, thank God. Uh, well, one of the incomes is still coming in at least you know what i'm saying or, or whatever but yeah. like um if i was out of work completely with no income coming in and with only twelve hundred dollars like i don't i don't know what kind of position i would be in would i be clamoring to go back to work like how do you like what you supposed to do when you don't have no income coming in I don't know. I mean, but I know some people that's on unemployment doing better than they was going to work every day. Well, true that. the additional funds that they're given for unemployment. Right. right. So you get a piece of your order. You get your regular unemployment, then they give you another 600 on top of that, right? Right. So, yeah, that's that's true. Hmm. Yeah, man. So, I mean, some people, you know, I don't want to say came up, but, like, n- probably not doing that bad just sitting at the crib i would love to just sit at the crib you know what i'm saying I had a little vacation last week and i got to sit at the crib and like i don't want to <laughs> i didn't i had all these grand plans i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do that i'm gonna work on this project i'm gonna do this man i knew a goddamn thing dog nah man they 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 slow they slowed down them plans we did have that good zoom birthday call though yeah for sure um so i mean you know something Something came out of it. Yeah. Uh, so, man, I don't know, man. Uh, I heard, did you, like, I heard two people said today that, that Motor City opened back up. I don't know how much truth it is to that. Uh, somebody told me that the Secretary of State, if you call up there, the automated system is telling you that they are closed till June the 30th. Uh, I would hate to, so, I, I would hate to work at the Secretary of State. Yeah, cause they're gonna be on slap. Well, you know what? I take at least that, a few months. Y'all got. They would have to install like the glass up there, though. You know what I'm saying? Like y'all just can't have no open counter walking up with everybody. Right. Damn. Now that I think about it, I didn't even renew my tags. Boom. Yeah. You might be able to go to Kroger and do it at the machine. 
They got the secretary, Mr. The, they got one of them sheets at Kroger. Yeah, yeah, that's where I did mine this year. Oh, right at the Kroger yeah. on Greenfield. Just go in there. I'm right down the street from the joint. Yep, swipe your car in and out. Oh hell yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. Um, that's dope. Um, did you get a chance to watch, uh, the mayor of Las Vegas? Looking like a bumbling fool with it, like. First of all, Anderson Cooper, I have to tip my hat to him. He is a consummate professional. At one point when he took his glasses off <laughs> he and was wiped so his frustrated. face, <laughs> I, knew, I knew he had had fucking enough. He was so frustrated. Uh, but you know what this has taught me, man? That lady is not stupid. She is not ignorant. She knows exactly what the fuck she's saying. Dog, they are doing this shit on purpose. Explain. Um, we've seen who this impacts. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we've seen who this impacts, and they want us to go back out there so they can spread this shit some more. And unfortunately, it's it's a, it's impacting black people more. And on top of that, it's in fact impacting black men more than anything. I love that. This shit way too specific, y'all. You know, I feel like poor black people are definitely the targets of it. Not even that idiot. Well, like you say, I really can't call her an idiot because she got on the news and she was talking in circles. And yeah, because you, you got know, to know what you ta- you got to know what you're talking about in order to avoid what you're talking about. Yeah, but like with them opening up Georgia this weekend, uh, they're trying to kill black people, plain and simple. Y'all, black people in the South, they trying to kill y'all. You, they trying to kill y'all. Not just the, do we do we want to go? Do I want to go full conspiracy? Well, no, I don't know. I chill. So listen, dog. no, no, no. I want you to go full blown conspiracy theory with this shit, dog. All right, dog. full blown. All right, man. Dust the dust dust the 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 tinfoil hat off. Tinfoil hat conspiracy realists. They not conspiracy theories because they conspiracies really. All right. So right. listen, I don't know if y'all heard. But this week, hackers have hacked the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Did you hear about that? No, I didn't. Uh, they hacked that. They also hacked the World Health Organization. Uh, besides actually hacking uh, the World Health Organization and the, the Gates Foundation, they found all their username and passwords, and they, they went through a bunch of different emails or whatever. I got a list <laughs> of all the... Um, Everybody at the Gates Foundation username and passwords, by the way. Um, okay. And like all the emails have not posted to the internet, but a lot of people, different people have different sources. And emails between them two are going to be coming out. So, preliminary with some of the information that I found on the internet. Now, granted, you know, take it with a grain of salt, but this is just good content for the podcast. Um, so it seems that what's my man name who running all this shit, Doctor Fauci? Or? Yeah, Fauci, Doctor Fauci. Yeah, Fauci. So look, man. <laughs> so apparently, uh, they've been doing some research and work about taking a regular virus, adding things to it, and seeing if they can make it worse and like weaponize it or whatever. But they had to stop doing that shit around like 2016 or so. So they allegedly say Fauci took like $4 million invested in this company out in Wuhan 
and then we magically got this new virus with some extra shit on it uh some of the peer-reviewed um uh scientists um also say that this virus was 100 made said there was no way that this can happen naturally and there's three different uh three different insertion points where they where they know that it was it was uh manufactured also <laughs> to go super duper super duper conspiracy on uh, it says on the 19th of october in 2019 dr Zengali Shai took a bus from Wuhan's Institute of Technology to the the real location, uh, P4 lab, roughly 16 miles, stopped one halfway through her journey, opened the suitcase and placed a block contaminated dry ice near air vent in the market in question. The market, the market, (laughs) this particular market was chosen because it is the same building as a hub for the world's largest high-speed rail network and because it was not outside of our regular route the event was captured on cctv so um i mean that's crazy that's this, crazy this virus shit it just seemed way too specific this shit is legitimately real people out here are really dying i have real life right. loved ones that i know and know my whole life who passed away from this shit who battling who fighting Absolutely. it now so this is not like fake it's a real life thing now i don't know if this shit i'm reading on the internet is real at all it's just really interesting that um it's just way way too specific man like this yeah. virus is like undefeated <laughs> and then the way that so, they, the way that they treating it is not this ventilator shit not working they not treating it right like it's so many doctors like i don't know man so my whole thing is and i will continue to ask uh if they're not working on a vaccine what are what are we waiting on what's going to be the call to say okay it's cool uh because waiting you know two weeks a month you know in certain in certain areas we're seeing things start to flatline but as we go back out there into the public it's going to bubble back up so when do we say that this is uh this is done with? That's, what's the what's the real solution? That's what the the though she's stupid or uh, comes off as stupid. That's what the mayor of Vegas was saying. She was like, "Look, y'all said this shit gonna be down here for like eighteen months or more, and next winter is gonna come back." Y'all said y'all ain't got no cure, and no matter what, people are gonna get it. So why are we still in a house if if it ain't no cure for it? like y'all know we can't literally all stay in the house for 18 months so she was like fuck it we'll be the test site which is wild to say yeah but you know what i'm saying like she basically like well what the fuck it ain't no cure for it we can't stay in the house forever so now what do we do that's the answer to the question we 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 want that answer though until there's an answer we gotta chill the fuck out but like that's the answer that we need It's too much, man. This shit too much. I, it's I just, too fucking much. I just think that uh, they trying to chip us all. Um, you hear about the hospital? Not hospital. I'm sorry. There's a prison um, in Ohio that 73% of the pro- prison population is positive for COVID-19. It's population control, man. It's population control. You know, I was on a conference call with uh, my job this week. Because, you know, we've been working from home damn near a month, and they told us straight out on the call, 
ain't no telling when y'all coming back into the office. Enjoy it while you can. Man. Ain't no telling. I just feel that like how we how the, the situation normally is is create a problem and offer a solution. And we're going to push everybody back out there to go into society and then that shit going to spread some more and then everybody going to beg for yo, sign me up. Shoot me with the vaccine. Shoot me with the... So now they're trying to do this contact tracing where they said if we give you a little the little right size RFID chip, then we can track where you are and whenever you get it, We'll just know where you're at all the time. It's just way too much shit for me, dog. Nah, I'm not with that. You ain't putting no chip in me. There's no possible way it. I'm taking the chip, and there's no <laughs> possible way I'm taking the vaccine for this shit. I'm sorry. Man, Goody Mob talked about this in cell therapy. I'm straight. Mm-mm-mm. I'm straight. I'm straight. Y'all not putting shit in me. Man, we didn't get a chance to talk about it last week, man, but um, what you think about the the uh those folks down at the in Lansing protesting trying to go outside they stupid they stupid go ahead uh, you know what go ahead and protest if that's what you want to do that's your you well within your free rights and i hope all y'all get corona because you you're protesting them trying to keep you safe i don't understand you know i get people want to do shit they want to get their hair done they want to go shopping they want to you know, get back out into the world. People want to pump up the economy, but at what cost is it? I mean, you're real, you're literally sacrificing lives to go back to your so-called normal way of life. To me, it's just not worth it. That's not, that's not an even trade-off. I'm not interested in it, man. If you want to get out there and go kill yourself, by all means, just stay the fuck away from me and mine. Yeah. I that's mean- it. Just stay the fuck away from us. I want to open the studio. I want to go back to work too. Shit. I do want. I do want to open up the studio. I miss it, but like, at do do we open? Do, I don't want to open up the studio at risk of killing you or myself. Right. I don't want to open up the studio at risk of killing, you know, somebody that we that we cool with that we love. You know, I was talking to. I had to go to the post office and pick up a package, and I heard the post. The lady behind the counter, you know, somewhat joking with one of her coworkers that somebody called in dead. <sighs> like, that's not a reality that I'm willing to live with. And, I, you know, I, I'm sure it was somewhat in jest between coworkers, but, like, that's that's not a reality I'm comfortable with living with. Not at all. You know, business is always going to be is always going to be there. You know, God has made a way where we ain't never had to come out of pocket for rent. Hopefully, we ain't never going to have to. You know, business will will get back on track. We'll be booming again. It's all going to work out, but I'm not going to put my health at risk because niggas want to record. I, lo- I love some of the shows that come out of there. We have some amazing people that come through that studio. But, yo, I see y'all after May 15th. Plain and simple. Like, I get it, but... On May 15th, everything ain't going to be over, though. No, it's not. You know what I'm saying? Like, so that's the thing. Like, all right, fine. Fuck it. Let's wait another on May 15th. Cool. We're going to wait another two weeks, two and a half weeks. And then we still going to be in the same situation and shit. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a slow curve, a very slow curve. And like you said, it's probably going to be another year or two 
before we see this shit like die down and go away. You know, it's a lot of ambitious thinking. It's a lot of, you know, interest in hypotheses, but nothing has been tested. Nothing has been proven. But, you know, Trump gave us a solution the other night. He said, you let's, know, let's, let's listen, go ahead, let's go listen ahead to it, listen. actually. Let's, let's listen to what he said. It knocks it out in a minute, one minute. And is there a way we can do something like that uh, by injection inside or or almost a cleaning? Because you see it gets on the lungs and it does a tremendous number of the lungs. So it would be interesting to check that. So that you're going to have to use medical doctors with. But it sounds it sounds interesting to me. So we'll see. But the whole concept of the light, the way it kills it in one minute, that's uh, that's pretty powerful. Um, hey, man, there you have it. <laughs> that nigga's a bumbling fucking idiot. I challenge anybody who thinks, anybody that supports 45, if you can look at me with a straight face and tell me that you think he has done a good job, I will open hand smack you to the motherfucking flow. I promise you. This nigga's a bumbling fucking idiot. few things. Your first job in politics should never be president. Secondly, you should not be giving any type of medical advice. Thirdly, if you take his advice, because I've been seeing like the CDC put out like a, a little disclaimer and gave their 1-800 number. If you follow his advice on this, you deserve whatever the fuck happens to you. You just deserve that shit. I don't feel no sympathy for you if you sh shoot some fuck uh, a shot glass of Clorox. I feel absolutely no sympathy for you. This nigga said Fucking idiot. This nigga said because disinfectant works, maybe we should look at somehow getting the disinfected in the body. Nigga, what? That's not how the fuck it works. That's <laughs> not how the fuck it works. Hey, then it was like uh one of the reporters was like, you know, do you think that, you know, you keep saying that, you know, once it get hotter then pretty pretty much everybody be cool. Like, you know that's not how it works. Like people in Florida is still getting sick, people in Indonesia and da 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 and he cut them off like listen, listen. There's a rumor, you know, a little good one, a really good one. I don't know. If it could be true, could not be true. I don't I don't know yet. But there's a rumor about the light and the infection and if we can uh like no, is he Michael Scott? Like, like he. This is an episode of The Office, and I keep looking at the camera. Like, all right, man, what's up, Jay? When you talk about America, the series finale, or America, the season finale, uh, bro, I feel like we are watching the series finale. This nigga's an idiot. He's gonna run the country into the ground. I can't. Like other countries are, are probably sitting at home laughing at him. That's what I be Why worried. Why is this like, shit so stupid? Like these niggas gonna attack. Like, oh yeah, they vulnerable. Like yeah, they they really vulnerable. Let's let's get them. And I hope we look worse and worse every week. Yeah, we uh, literally he looks worse by the day just being on TV every fucking day. Yeah, at first like, just stop, bro. Just yeah, stop. Take a day off. Have your team come out and you don't come out. But <laughs> somebody else. Let Pence talk. Like let them earn that vice presidency. But like stop talking. Stop. Yeah. No. Stop. Just just go in the go in the Oval Office and doodle. Draw. Write some rhymes. I don't know. Just do something different. But just stop, man. Cause you're a fucking dumb. You're a jackass, bro. You're a fucking jackass. It's just, it's just the, 
every week, every day we turn on the TV just to see how, how much stupider can you be? How much dumber can this shit go? And he never fails us, bro. Man, he never great. fails. Yeah. Uh, somebody sent me um, a video this week and um, a little breakdown about some shit to do. Um, basically, how to manage your money during a crisis if your income is unstable. Uh, we had a pretty cool conversation about it. And I was like, man, I think uh, we should probably share and go over some of this stuff on the pod because a lot of our listeners are managing money during a crisis and their income is unstable. Uh, okay. And uh, we'll just see like how you how you manage it and everything like that. So uh, it's one. It's a couple of different things on here, but like at first it says um, do it's do's and don'ts. So do. Pause your debt snowball. You need all that extra money on hand right now. So I guess they saying that, you know, everybody is reaching out to different companies and saying, yo, we're going to push your payment back or skip a pay or whatever, whatever you do to not pay your, your credit card bills or whatever and not get like late fees, but like have them defer it, do that. So you can keep some cash like on hand. Uh, Okay. It does say do make sure your four walls um, are good. And what they mean by four walls is your four walls are one food, utility, shelter, transportation in that order. Right. Make sure your four walls are covered um, and then pile up cash as as high as you can. So pay for your food. You need that to eat utilities then shelter then transportation in that order during this crisis absolutely um do make the minimum payments on your debt if you can in parentheses specifically if you can make the minimum payments at least um do cut out all unnecessary spending from your budget think need verse one What's something that you didn't cut okay. out? Have you cut out anything? I mean, man, I'll be honest. Normally, I like to smoke every day, uh, smoke weed every day. I don't anymore right now. Uh, for a few reasons, I heard that the weed smoke does something to your respiratory system when it comes to catching the corona. And I mean, like, usually smoking is like kind of like my downtime and my getaway. Like, I'm home all day. I mean, my stresses are a little bit less right now. Yeah. So I ain't been doing it. I haven't been eating out a lot because I'm here every day. I'm I'm cooking, you know, shit, four or five days a week. So I mean, I'm I'm saving money there. I used to, I usually like to go out, go to the bar, go order some food. Right. But you know, with this, I'm I'm in the crib every day. So I mean, I'm I'm cutting out on shit like that. Definitely gas. Uh, I probably filled up twice in the last six weeks and with gas dropping so low. Same. I mean, you know, I drive a, a pickup truck. I was able to fill my truck up for like 25 bucks. So, I mean, twenty two dollars you know, saving money together, right there. For sure. I yeah. know. I know I definitely cut out eating out, um, going to, I don't want to call it fast food, medium foods places. Uh, okay. Like Chipotle and all the different shit, eating out every day. I done fucking lost fourteen, Absolutely. fourteen pounds, not doing shit but eating inside the house. You know what I'm saying? And uh, that shit add up. Entertainment. Yes. Entertainment. You know what I'm saying? Because even not not just even going out to eat, but like 
shit, going to play pool, going to the movies, just, you know, doing regular shit that I enjoy, you know, it's it's not on the table right now. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm saving a lot of money there. All right. Um, Another do. Do look for a part-time job wherever you can find one. So if your money is uncertain, maybe you want to do shipped. Maybe you want to do Amazon Flex. You know what I'm saying? Delivering packages. There's no people contact other than you dropping some shit on somebody's porch. You got a car. Right. Um, Maybe you do DoorDash. You know what I'm saying? You go pick up people's food and drop that shit off. And you literally, you're not interacting with people. Maybe you go work at Amazon and one of the, you know what y'all need to do? All those folks who went down there to Lansing talking about y'all ready to get back to work. Go sign up for an essential job because there's plenty of them. Absolutely. Because Kroger's hiring. Amazon is hiring. Yeah. DoorDash shipped all the places I've just mentioned. Oh, they're looking for people to help. So if you, you want to get back and run the economy, go ahead, do that shit. Go be an essential worker. That's all you got to do since you want to get back to work so fucking bad. You want to integrate in society so bad. Go get a fucking essential job. Um, they got they got openings hiring immediately. Facts. I mean, shit, if you can do some call center shit from the crib, some virtual shit, do that. You at the crib already. But, you know, find a part, yeah. look for a part-time job whenever you can find one. Uh, do use any stimulus money to cover your four walls and then absolutely toss anything left over into your emergency fund don't take your ass to walmart and buy no fucking tv just don't niggas love buying tvs every year i don't understand it because i don't understand it you know why because the the remember back in the day back in high school hgtv and flat screens that shit was so state-of-the-art it was so like wow I wish I could have one of these. That shit didn't came down in price so much, but we still got that affinity for it. Like it's like luxury, nigga. Everybody got a flat screen TV. No, I bought I bought myself like a thirty two inch for my bedroom. It was like seventy five bucks. Like like they cheap as shit. Yeah. My the first flat screen I bought was a smaller TV than the one that I have now. It cost me probably about three hundred and fifty dollars. It made a shit. Yeah. They're cheap as fuck. Like you don't need a new TV right now. Um, let me tell you some things you should, you should do. You should do. You shouldn't do. Do not take out a payday loan. Run as far oh, away man. from them shits as you possibly can. No. <laughs> so a few few years ago, uh, I got into some shit with Check and Go. Ran these bitches up for about four grand. They still looking for me. Dog, it's not worth it, man. I deal with that in, in my line of work. I, I see people paying, borrowing $300, paying 175 back for it, like in fees and shit. Like, it's not worth it. Yeah, man. It's not worth it. If, if not at all. all. Now, I know everybody's situation is different, and that may be the, the linchpin to get you out of something else. Hey, you got to do what you got to do. But, but if stay you can avoid them shit, avoid that shit like the play. Yes. Yeah, man. Do not get a HELOC, a home equity line of credit. It will only dig a deeper hole. So if you if you got an unstable situation and you're scrambling for money, don't take out a loan on top of your house because you literally are just going to dig yourself a deeper hole. Absolutely. Um, do not stop paying your mortgage. 
Shelter is one of your four walls. So make sure that stays on the top of the list. You need somewhere to stay. Yeah. Unless the mortgage, yep. your mortgage company hasn't participated in a program which would allow you to push that or defer that back. If possible, don't stop paying. It's a lot of people who are essential workers, right? Who still, who haven't stopped the paycheck, mm -hmm. but they're taking advantage of, oh, they can't kick me out. Oh, I ain't paying this. Oh, I'm not paying that. Fam, you, this debt is not going nowhere. You still have to pay your credit card bill. Your, your, like we talked a couple weeks ago, AT&T not turning your phone off for 60 days, but your bill keep going. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Comcast just sent me a message. They're not going they've reduced like the cable and internet significantly for the next, you know, 60 days or so. But I mean, after that 60 days is up, motherfuckers going to want their money yeah. and they come in with their handout. Yeah. And then you're going to look up cause you ain't paid your cell phone bill. Cause you know, they said, I got 60 days. You're going to turn around and look up and have a $1,200 cell phone bill and not know what the fuck to do. Yeah. She going to be cut off at 90. Um, and this final yeah. one on here is uh, do not cash out your 401k unless you're facing foreclosure or bankruptcy. Now, uh, I'm not no financial advisor. And like that last one, I had conversations before the, the corona kicked off and I had a feeling that we was going to go into this. I'm like, Doc, I should cash out this 401k right now. And then every single day I would look at my, my 401k and that should be like minus 3000, minus 4000. Yeah. And now they have it where it, they're not penalizing you or whatever for cashing out. Um, but like if you use it, if you actually going to use that as your retirement fund, you probably don't want to go inside of it if you're going to plan to use that to retire on. So it's probably a bad idea because that could be an emergency fund for you, I guess. But I know this is an emergency, but like don't if you can if you can avoid it, don't don't do that. Yeah. Uh, but there were some things that I, I came across, I seen the video and I seen it online and somebody sent it to me and I figured like, listen, man, uh, a lot of people listen and if that can help any one of y'all, um, let it do that. But your four walls and shop talk is for the people facts, food, utility, shelter, transportation in that order. Uh, you gotta have somewhere to live, man. Well, you gotta eat, you need food to live. Okay. And then after you eat, you need like lights and gas and shelter. <laughs> then you need transportation. So, yeah, just the bare necessities. And that's crazy that we're in a position where, you know, that's all we're relying and dependent on right now is the bare necessities. Six months ago, when you looked at all the shit that you had, uh, how well you may have been doing, you know, you never thought that. You know, people will be scratching and scraping just how they are right now. Right. It really makes you look at things differently. It lets you see what's really important, and it puts a lot of things into perspective. You know, I thank God that I was smart enough to have a little little money stashed away. I thank God that I, I got a, a job in the, in the time where I did because, you know, had I not, I'd have been out here fucked up too. Man, so, I, man, I was you know, everything happens for a reason. I was having a conversation. It was like, yo, man, you should be, y'all should have your money together. Y'all should have savings. So let's say you had 10 grand in savings for some rainy day shit, right? You know how what? fast that shit going when you don't got no money in? <laughs> like when you take it, 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 it sounds like a lot of money, but you'll blow through 10 grand quick. Just regular bills. Not, not 100%. Flourishing, not just regular bills trying to keep, keep afloat. Just not, regular not bills. Swimming, just to keep afloat. 
Yeah. Like regular bills, your house note, your car, your insurance. Uh, you, you, you want internet access? You know what I'm saying? You want uh, you, whatever kind of credit card bill that you got or a, a loan? Like, dog, 10 grand will be gone quick. And like, yeah, I, it will. I know what the medium income for the state of Michigan is. And everybody don't got, matter of fact, they said the average person don't have enough money to, uh, to survive an unexpected $400 item will bank that will bankrupt like 80% of the people. Like, so I know everybody don't have like 10 grand stashed away. So like, look, man, I done been in, I done been locked up before. and didn't have $300 to buy myself out. You know what I'm saying? I've, I've said that shit on this show before. I had to call people that I knew didn't want shit to do with me to beg for to borrow $300 to my next check just to buy myself out of jail. So, I mean, I done been there. I'm yeah. not walking around high and mighty at all. Like, I, yeah, I got a little bit stashed away, but shit, I'm like anybody else, you know, two, three months without a, without a gig, and shit going to be looking rough for a nigga. Facts. So, um, I'm happy about that. All right, man, let's lighten this mood up a little bit, dog. Man, All right, man. You get a chance to take a look Where at- Where the hoes at? Where the hoes at? Nigga, ain't no hoes around this fucking Corona time. <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> I hope, hopefully, everybody on the same drought that I'm on. Shit. <laughs> and it's rough out here, so. okay? It's rough out here. Um, Listen, uh, you get a chance to watch the, uh, the Last Dance, the first two episodes of The Last Dance? I have. How'd you how you like it, man? How's it going so far? Let me just say this. Uh I grew up in an era where, in my opinion, Michael Jordan was the greatest player of all time. He is. Uh, I'm still I'm still more leaning in that direction. But let me also say I'm a diehard Pistons fan. Through and fucking through. But I love the documentary so far. Uh I think the you know, I was a basketball fan as a kid and during this run for the for the Bulls. Yeah. But like, you know, now now being older, I probably you know, when we see shit about salary cap, player salaries, you know, it resonates a little bit more to me. When they was talking about how the Bulls was playing Scottie Pippen on that money, was that he shit was it Michael Jordan was what Mike was making what, thirty three million a year and Scotty no, was making no, like no. three? No, no, no. That's see, that's how they painted it, but Michael Jordan only got paid the last two years of his in his in the league. His last year he gave thirty million and his his last two years he got thirty million apiece. Other than that, the nigga was right. making four million dollars a year, dog. He signed a six year twenty five million dollar contract. Scotty Pippen signed a seven year eighteen million dollar contract. Them niggas was not too far off. And one of these players is the greatest player of all time and the leader of the NBA. Jordan was severely underpaid his entire career into them last two years. Like them last two years. Like when you bring up their when you bring up their contracts, like in 1991, when them niggas was winning their first title and Michael Jordan was at this fucking peak, them niggas was like a million and a half dollars apart. That's fucking insane, dog. Like Michael yeah. Jordan was not the top play. Now Michael Jordan had fucking money because of Nike, Team jo- Team Jordan, McDonald's. Michael Jordan made his motherfucking money off endorsements, not NBA money. And actually, Scotty. Uh, all right, you're right. You're right. Scotty Pippen ended up I making mean, more money than Jordan in the NBA on salary wise. Like for his career, he made. But up Nike like, was also Nike was also taking care of Scotty too. One hundred percent. 
Um, I didn't like that narrative though because right after that they was like shit. LeBron got such and such eighty million. Tristan eighty million. Such and such. Le- there wasn't the salary cap at that time was like the salary cap was not what it is right now. You know what I'm saying? Like right. only reason people are able to make as much money as they make right now was because of Michael Jordan because he lifted the league up. They weren't even playing the finals on as live back. You know what I'm saying? Like when Mike was first came into the league, his third game of his career, he's the best player in the fucking league. And he started being severely underpaid since then. You know what I'm saying? But like yeah. this whole notion that they try to make it seem, or the, the, the internet's try to make it seem like Scottie Pippen was out here broken poor. <laughs> like, no nigga, he got, who the fuck is turning out $18 million guaranteed for seven years of basketball playing? In, I mean, 1990, he, in 1990, in 1990, yeah, shit, I'm not turning out $18 million right now for seven years. In 1990, shit. And Scotty said, "You know what? I had to, I had to make sure my mother, my family was straight. I didn't, I didn't want to risk it on, you know, I didn't want to leverage it at that time. I had to make sure my family was straight. And you heard so, I mean, what it's he, easy for us to just go ahead. You heard what he said, like when um. Uh, Jerry, uh, the the owner said, "Look, I told him don't sign a deal. Said it was a bad deal. I told him to sign a shorter deal." And then Scottie Pippen himself said he could have signed like a three or four year deal, but he didn't want to fuck around and blow his knee out, and then he don't make no money. So he was like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna take eighteen million for seven years, nigga. That's a choice, a good choice too." You're right. Nigga, you from what? Alabama, Oklahoma, where the fuck? Some old dirt toe, dirt, dirt, dirt road. Arkansas, Arkansas, <laughs> Arkansas, Arkansas. Nigga? Like, come on. <laughs> I mean, look, I, I feel you. It's easy to judge that man in hindsight on what he did, but eighteen million is still eighteen million dollars. Now it may have stretched a little bit further in the late nineties, but you give me eighteen million dollars right now, I, I make do. I make do. But the the salary cap was like at that time was like. Like I don't I want to say like twenty million or some shit, which is why they had the stretch the stre- mu- stretch his his eighteen million was stretched over seven years because the salary cap was different. Like niggas wasn't making the giant mu- money. The money like was that. relative. Yeah, the money was relative, and the Bulls. We got. We also have to look at what the Bulls were then. You know what I'm saying? Like before the rise, like nigga, they were saying like they weren't getting more fans than the what was it? The arena soccer team. Like Chicago was ass. We, we got to be, com- yeah. <laughs> they were, not the city. I'm not want to shade on y'all city because I mean, I got shout out to my Chicago folks. But like as a team, I like, love Chicago, man. Yeah. Just like before the bad boys, nigga, the Pistons was ass. <laughs> like, like we wasn't good. It's we wasn't, lot, we wasn't it was selling lot, out Cobo. A lot nigga. of tough years as a Pistons fan. Yeah. Dave right. Bing was playing in front of twelve people. Shit. <laughs> like, it wasn't like that. You know what I'm saying? Um. I didn't like that, and they tried to make it seem like Jordan was mad. Jordan was wrong. I don't know if you've seen Shannon Sharp and um, Draymond Green talking about uh, Jordan was wrong for calling Scottie Pippen selfish. But Scottie Pippen was selfish, though, in that particular moment. Like, nigga, you could have rehabbed your fuck. You could have rehabbed your knee. He said himself, I could have rehabbed this shit earlier, but I ain't wanted to fuck up my summer. He said, I wanted to enjoy my summer. <laughs> like, nigga, that's selfish. I wanted to enjoy my summer. That nigga, like, fuck I mean, it. These it niggas is, ain't. But it's these my niggas decision. ain't. It is, right? For sure. But he nigga, like, look, 
These niggas ain't paying me no motherfucking money. They talking about they already said they're getting rid of Phil Jackson. They said it Jordan already said he not playing nobody without Phil. He like, well fuck it then. That was selfish. I'm not saying I don't under I'm not even saying that I wouldn't have did the exact same shit. But how y'all gonna try to get mad at Jordan? Cause he told the fucking truth. Jordan was like, look, yeah. you know this nigga not paying you no fucking money. Don't hurt the team. You trying to hurt them, nigga, they not gonna be hurt. Don't hurt us. We trying to we trying to get this. <laughs> The second three three feet. Scotty said, "Fuck y'all. See y'all niggas in December. <laughs> I'm out. I'm chilling." And, and what Jordan but do? Man, Jordan was like, "Fuck it. I'm a I'm a I'm a win myself." He put them niggas on his back, but man, I ain't gonna lie. That that's a nigga move. If I ain't never heard one. <laughs> I just want to enjoy my summer. Let me tell you something. I wanted to enjoy my summer one year and ended up divorced and enjoying summers for about nine years. So uh, <laughs> sometimes the short-term gratification just ain't worth it. Man, Scotty, Scotty and his uh, his agent should be slapped in the face. Why the fuck wouldn't y'all renegotiate <laughs> after Jordan retired? That's when you got the leverage. How much leverage you got yeah. when you coming off an injury, getting older, coming off an injury, and you in the last year of your contract, and we already blowing up the team? How the fuck you think you got leverage? Absolutely not. <laughs> like yeah, nigga, we not. we we try we actively try to trade you during the season, and now you trying to act like you got some leverage. No, fam, your leverage was when Jordan retired and you was the face of the team, took him to the finals or whatever, right? Uh, at least yeah. the Eastern Constant Finals for sure. That's when you had leverage. That's when you renegotiate your contract, not when you're on the last year of it and you coming off an injury. But, you know, basketball players tend to handle their business a little bit differently. You know, in the NFL, you see a lot of guys, they'll sit out. You know, I'm not, I'm not coming to training camp. I'm not, you know, showing up for OTAs until y'all get my money right. But that's because they also have non-guaranteed contracts. Facts. I mean, in basketball, you sign that guaranteed contract, you know, yes, you're worth You may have outplayed the value of your contract, but there's not a lot you can do about it. But shouldn't you shouldn't you outplay the value of your contract though? Especially in a contract year, you don't should. you? So 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 they someone has an incentive to give you an even bigger contract? Like that's how it's designed. I mean, you see, you see guys do it all the time. They in the last year they contract, they ball out so they can get that next big contract. Because in the NBA, if you're a superstar player, you may only get two to three contracts. Yeah, you got your rookie deal that's usually for three years. You're gonna get two then big contracts after that, and yeah. if you a, a perennial all star, you're gonna get another a send off veteran veterans minimum fourth contract or some shit. You, you know, you 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 hope you hope whatever team that you play with, you know, looks out for you and does you right. You know, but it doesn't always happen like that. I mean, not even with Scotty. Like we saw that shit happen with Dwayne Wade. When he left Miami and ended up playing them years in Chicago and uh, Cleveland, Pat Riley didn't want to give him that money. After D Wade watched LeBron and Chris Bosh get paid, so I mean, it's I wouldn't get the money business either. at the end of the day. Yeah, like nigga. So NBA players are looking out for right now. But if I own this team and own this franchise, I plan to own this team and this franchise and take care of it for 15, 20 plus years. I can't look at your emotional ass and give you all the fucking money and then you leave next year and now I don't got no fucking money left over to, to actually build the team again. I'm not giving all my shit away so yeah. you can feel good about yourself. No, I get it on the emotional side, yeah, but I'm responsible for multiple people and for the next 10 to 15 years, 
I can't screw it up. So no, I wouldn't have gave me your, mo- your yeah. old ass no money anyway either. The game is the game, man. Yeah. Um. I was I, man. I'm so happy I'm watching this shit, dog. Cause this shit's so fucking good. You know, sometimes you like side note. You know this is this is documentary is being released 23 years after it happened, right? Yes. <laughs> that's fucking of course. That's just Jordan. That's how he do shit. But um I'm so glad but, that But there's more but there's more to it than that. Jordan didn't decide to release his documentary until LeBron won his title in twenty sixteen because allegedly Jordan still wanted to submit himself as the greatest player ever. He saw LeBron on the come up and was trying to make sure that he still remained in the spotlight and wanted to kick him down a little bit. I heard that too. That competitive fire would never go away. I heard that, but I kind of, I still do think it was uh, the twenty three. The tw- I mean, they released it twenty three because for because Jordan twenty three. Like, what if LeBron didn't do that? You don't think they was gonna release this bitch at twenty three years later? I don't know. I don't know. It's hard to say. You know, hindsight is always twenty twenty. Yeah. Um, Jordan is literally the goat, man. And like, I don't absolutely. Like, I get it, dog. So think about this. Um, Shit, we, I, I come out of high school in 2020. I mean, I'm sorry, in 2000, right? That's 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. And Jordan was right. already retired by then. So we looking at shit from like 91, fam, that's 30 years ago. Like, it's so many yeah. people right now who did not see that shit in live. Like, it's so many niggas who never seen Kobe live the 2000 lakers you know, I, that was 20 years ago so if it's a nigga that's 25 right now in the yeah. league you didn't see kobe in his prime you was no, five years old then you don't know about kobe with the mini fro yeah you don't know about kobe when he wore number eight really so let's just say you 30 years old right now and you on espn you a fucking analyst you you're talking head spot Nigga, in 91, you was not born <laughs> or you was one or some shit. You know what I'm saying? Like you went 91 when Jordan doing all it, like you wasn't around. You wasn't outside then. So I can understand why y'all be like, yo, um, LeBron's the greatest I ever seen. But you didn't. You don't you don't you don't know a world that includes something before LeBron. Yeah, I think you had, you know, and shout, and shout out to the homie June. When you see all caps is all facts. When June was having that conversation about like not being the biggest fan of a particular MC, I don't even want to throw him out there and throw my boy up under the bus. But like when you, he didn't grow up in that era. Yeah. He didn't grow up knowing what it was like to listen to that music. Not to say that you can't go back and listen to it, but like, nigga, I grew up at a time where I skipped school to go get Jordans and come back to school. There wasn't no raffle. You know what I'm saying? Jordans came out during the middle of the week. So, I would skip school, go go get my shoes, and then come back. So peep this. Like we like, I like old school music, Marvin Gaye, um, all the old type of shit. Right? I love that type of R and B music, and I listened to it for since I've been young. But imagine that shit hitting, and you was outside then, though. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. when you actually in high school or some shit, and you singing this song to your girl. You know how, how we be emotionally attached to different shit that in when in our in our formative years when you was going through high school, whatever, absolutely, the, whatever the popular music is when you came up 
through your formative years, you value that shit more than ever because it was a soundtrack to your life. You know what I'm saying? So like I get why people yeah. be attached to certain things, but like you almost gotta be like, yo, let the old head, so to speak, let them speak their peace because I was able to see the tail end of Magic Johnson and Larry Bird. You know what I'm saying? I saw Michael Jordan. I saw the entire career of Allen Iverson, the entire career of, of Kobe Bryant. Shit, we watching the entire career of LeBron James and now the new, like once we able to actually look at everything, I can say if this person was better than this person. I know skill when I see it. Cause I, cause I, and, and, but I've also seen it in totality. I know where it started at, I know where it peaked, and I know where it ended at. Like you said, LeBron, my son, was born the same year LeBron entered into the league. The same year, I remember when I had my oldest son in the hospital, it was a Monday, I watched Carmelo win the NCAA championship by holding my first child. Mm. I watched the, you know, the zenith of his whole career. So it is a little bit different. I re- yeah, I might have been a, a sm- adolescent when MJ came into the league, but like I grew up on MJ. I watched Thanks. his entire career. Baseball, them years with the Wizards, like I watched that shit. I remember AI. I remember watching the the game where AI crossed up Jordan. Facts. You know what so, I'm saying? I remember how niggas came to school that next day was like, "Nigga, did you see AI cook Jordan?" Like I remember that feeling. I remember like so that was like ninth grade. So my dad was driving me to Cass at the time, and he when we get in the car, he listened to um WWJ News Radio 950. And there'd be the sports joint on in the morning. And I remember hearing uh, Iverson drop 50 one night. And then the next night he dropped 50. And then Jordan was talking. They had an interview with Jordan like, yeah, you know, young kids, they come to the league. And I'm like, oh, this nigga sounds salty. He got crossed over. You know what I'm saying? But, like, I I remember all this shit. Like, so in 92, I'm 10 years old. But I'm playing basketball, organized basketball for Barney Mikowski and shit. Like, I'm... You in your mode where like basketball is everything, right? You watching Michael Jordan on television yeah. winning three championships back to back to back, and then you go into the backyard and like you literally want to that shit looks so good. You wanted to do exactly what he did the way he did it, because there's one thing about a nigga yeah, just uh, scoring points and, and and putting up stats, like he looked it looked like art, like it literally looked like art. Like, I ain't never seen a nigga be like, I want to play. You can't play basketball like LeBron James because this game not built no. like that. Like, I, I've never seen nobody go through and like, I want to do this layup exactly like LeBron does his layup. That don't exist. Niggas really try to pattern their game after MJ or clearly Kobe if, did. <laughs> if, you are, if you are a player of a certain age, you idolize Michael Jordan. If you came up within a certain a certain span of life, you idolize Michael Jordan. Nigga, we remember them get I remember that game against the Trailblazers when he hit all them threes and shrugged his shoulders. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's a it's a, a, a news clip now, but like I was twelve, thirteen watching it. You Facts. know what I'm saying? Like when, Bulls when versus Blazers. Talk, do you remember do you remember that old poem, uh like please don't kill me for my Air Jordans? Like we grew up in that era where niggas was getting killed for starter for starter jackets and Air Jordans. Like I lived that shit. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like when when Mike was the pitch man for Gatorade, nigga, you know the song. 
Yeah. I don't you don't have you sometimes I dream that he is me. me. Like you <laughs> know the song. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I mean Like he was you know, literally the most to, like like legitimately, he was literally the most popular person in the world. The three mics. On the planet. The, on the planet. The three mics. Mike Jordan, Mike Jackson, Mike Tyson. Like But Michael Jordan that was, still that was for real. Like he can go everyone knows who Michael Jordan is, but like so we can they you can try to stat a nigga to death, right? That's one thing. Yeah. But like, nigga, I won ten scoring titles, fam. So while I'm wheeling my people to win, while I'm talking shit to niggas, while I'm going out, when I'm <laughs> when I'm playing with Danny Ainge the day before a playoff game, I'm like, yo, tell uh DJ I got something for you. Like, come on, man. Yeah. Man, I heard Michael, uh, J- Michael Jordan's le- legacy has been cemented. I love the documentary so far. I can't wait till Sunday because they showing my bad boys. Yeah, man. And they they was putting that work on Mike. They and did. We couldn't just, do we couldn't look, do nothing with them after after a moment. I used to hate Mike at that time. We if you're from Detroit, you hate Michael Jordan. I, I mean, there's a piece of you that hates Michael Jordan. Hate it. And let I me can't, say this I while we talking past tense. <laughs> while we t- while we talking about legends, let me just say something. Isaiah Thomas, he beat Michael Jordan. Larry Bird and Magic Johnson in his prime. Put some respect on Isaiah Thomas' name every time you speak it. Because who would he play for? The Detroit fucking Pistons. Jordan did too, though. Jordan beat Magic, Bird, and Isaiah. (laughs) 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 That's funny. Um, But yeah, dog, I don't understand how, um, like, watching this shit, that was cool for me. So you can see how dope he was, and kids and younger folks can be like, yo, this why niggas be on Michael Jordan so tough? Like, he really is that guy out there hooping with two gold yeah. chains on, nigga. My goat wear gold chains. You feel me? Yeah, nigga. Yeah, man. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited about this week. Uh, that shit is on for the next five weeks, dog. <laughs> Look, I can't get real sports. Show me, show me the MJ documentaries. Yeah. And they pushed this shit up. It wasn't supposed to come out till June, but ain't no basketball coming on, so they, they pushed <laughs> ain't, it up. Ain't shit on TV. Yeah. Show me the Michael Jordan documentary. Thanks. Hey, dog, did you see? Uh, or I'm sure you heard about this little conversation. Um, French Montana made some comments that everybody blew way out of proportion. Um, but but him and Kendrick, you seen all that shit going back and forth? I did. Um, so I want to see if I can find these comments so I can play it because I think y'all blowing it out of proportion. Um, French Montana, Kendrick Lamar. Let's see. All right, y'all. So peep this. French All right, let me Montana. skip past this shit because uh, right, I'm gonna pause this. it actually. French Montana make- has two more in front of me and advocates I agree. No, that's not. This is the Montana versus Kendrick. Too bad they got over here from Kendrick. That's Montana. Oh, well, here's, well, here's friends talking here about go. it. Honestly, I could go against anybody. So you could put somebody like Kendrick Lamar next to me on the same stage in the festival. I might outshine them, not because I'm a better rapper or whatever it is. It's just I've got more, more hits. You know what I'm saying? Kendrick Lamar got albums. He got masterpieces. Now, young... Okay. Th- Responded to those claims of French Montana versus Kendrick. Stupid ass, he got more hits than Kendrick Lamar. <laughs> Fool. Okay. All right, I'm gonna stop it right there. Um. Okay. 
what do you think about French comments initially? Uh, I think French make a decent point. Is is Kendrick Lamar a better rapper than French Montana? Absolutely, hands down. There's there's no argument. Yo, bro, my bad. My phone doing the fool in the crib. Uh, but as I was saying, I think Kendrick Lamar, hands down, is a much better rapper than French Montana. Absolutely. But if we talking about just hits, I mean, French be dropping hits. He do. Is is he making is he making like a classic albums? No. But I mean, will French give you a hit single? Absolutely. He definitely Absolutely. will. He definitely he still don't got more than Kendrick, but he definitely will. And I'm and I and I support him believing in himself and depending on what stage he get on people might enjoy that more um remember when drake got booed um when he went to uh Ty, um tyler the creator festival tyler the Creators, yeah and like it's di- different festival stages calls for different type of music i think kendrick yeah. will he kills every stage festival stage because more people like his music because it reaches more people and it means more to people but like Right. I'm not like jumping out there. So then they try to stun on on French and like somebody put like you only got six hit sums or some shit like that. And then he drops some real stats. Like French has a, a, a catalog. Now French ain't on none of them songs by himself though. No. He's it's a it's a always a um a, a, a cornucopia of different MCs that's on his songs. Like he don't have a solo yeah. song. Absolutely. Uh, but like niggas blew that shit up. And but then, a hit record is a hit record. It is. But if nobody is on. So if you on a stage and no one is here to hear you rap on that song, are you really going to outperform somebody? Because unless you brung you on a festival stage and every song that you got is featuring someone else. No, we be here for the people you featuring, though. And if they not here, how you gonna rock out? But I mean, you you know how artists do it, man. We, me and you, done been to concerts already this year. To, well, we we went to a few concerts this year together. Like if the feature artist not there, you do your verse. DJ throws some scratches. You get some crowd participation. Next song, yeah. they 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 there for the. You gave them a piece of the hit. Yeah, but they want the other shit. Like for like, they do want the other shit. Like so, what's the um. That giant record French had uh, with the nigga from Unforgettable. Uh, Unforgettable. Like you need old boy on the hook. <laughs> like you need them on there. Nah, man. You you drop the vocals down. Let the crowd sing the hook, man. You I, don't need them. I guess, man. You don't need them. I guess. How man. many? But Jay, Jay, you like live music. How many times have you been to a concert and then you see the, the other nigga that's featured on the song? They just ain't there. Yeah, that's one they just song. Ain't there. It can't be every. He don't have a song by himself though. That will be every single song. He do got a hit by himself. What's the song? Shot caller. Shorty got potential. I can be a sponsor. Oh, I do remember that. Ain't nobody on that song. I remember the shot caller remix. Maybe that's why. He he had a re yeah. It did have a remix with the original remixes, version. The remix is what went up though. Had Jeezy yeah. Had everybody on it. But I mean, Fritz got. You know, he can do shot caller three times. I don't know. <laughs> like he got a bunch of shit. He got a he on he he got a officially he got a bunch of records. It's just a bunch of other niggas on him all the time. 
And then him and fr- him and Slim Thug. I mean, I Slim Thug. I'm sorry, Slim Thug. I didn't mean that, dog. <laughs> him and Young Thug uh, start going back and forth and all other bullshit. I'm not interested in that fuck shit right there. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't want to hear nothing really with Young Thug. I thought I, I but, do think it's whack when like um like don't be friends with Young Thug, and then as soon as y'all start beefing, you be like, nigga, you had on a dress. In your video, nigga, he, he always wore a dress. <laughs> and he like he always wore a dress. And he was like, "Yeah, I only wore that dress because I thought it was love between us." I'm like, nigga, what? I don't know. Though. That's too much for me. <laughs> is, is that how you get the is that how you get the smoke off of you? You just say some outworldly weird shit, and it just it just goes away. I, don't I know. wore a dress because we friends. He was like, I, "I thought it was love. I only wear dresses when I really love." I'm like, oh shit! This is—I wasn't expecting this type of shit here. That sounds different. Yeah, but I'm going through like French Montana hits, and yeah, everything pretty much has to have a co-star. Pop that. All them shit's oh, got lock, lock jaw got Kodak Black. Yeah, man. French can only do shot caller by himself, I guess. <laughs> Um, that's it that i mean it it really is uh but hey man so i think uh hot free that i said french montana has no number one hits two top 10 hits and 17 chart entries and he was like hell no i got he said i got more than 20 platinum records what you talking about i got he i guess the unforgettable record the lockjaw record popped that uh Ain't worried about nothing. Uh, no shopping. All the way up. Welcome to the party. Um, I don't know. But somebody. No, man. First time I heard French Montana talk, I thought he had a little sprinkle of retard in him. Yeah. You know, French is. Maybe more than a little sprinkle. <laughs> but I thought that nigga had it, you know, had some retard in him. French been around the game for about 20 years, dog. That's crazy, ain't it? I mean, it go back to to DVDs, smack DVDs. Uh, he probably about fifteen, sixteen in. Yeah, cocaine. C- matter of fact, even before smack yeah, DVDs, it was cocaine City. CDs. Them yeah. Cocaine City DVDs. I ain't gonna front like I ain't have a few. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, man. So listen, man. I saw some shit on Twitter, dog. I want to get your take on. Now this is not okay. like a brand new take or some shit like that, but we we kind of discuss similar things, you know. All right. I don't want to ruffle no feathers, but I do. I have a um a, a issue with uh no one wants to be identified with what they are. Now before you think it's going that way, it's not. So this person says on the internet, I guess they had just read an article from the Associated Press or something. This person says. I don't care if it's the AP Associated Press style, but I need journalists to stop calling incarcerated people prisoners or inmates. That language is dehumanizing. And if you're committed to your story, then that language is that language switch is important. Uh, what? Yeah. So somebody asked them like, yo, what's wrong with, with prisoners and inmates? Uh, to, and the person was like, yo, I'm not, I've never seen this viewpoint, so I'm just trying to get an understanding. It says, prisons and jails refer to the people in their custody as inmates and offenders, as in 
Only attorney may set up a phone call with the offender. If trips every person, it strips every person of their individuality, uniqueness, and dignity. What? What? If you want to talk to the inmate, press nine. Uh, uh, then someone what? says it dehumanizes them. Person, oh, people are incarcerated. Question: What's a prisoner? An inanimate object. Who is an incarcerated person? Someone you might know equals relatable. I don't know what the fuck these people are talking about, fam. Um, people are incarcerated. A prisoner is an inanimate object. No, nigga. A prisoner is a person. The prisoner is the nigga that's locked up. People are incarcerated, yes. But people are also prisoners. Only people can be prisoners. How does you take something that can only be a human and say it's dehumanizing? People are confusing the definition of a word with how people feel about a person who's been convicted of a crime. But those are two totally different things. Now we got to come like, what are you, what, what is wrong with people? I've literally never it. heard no shit about you can't, you can't keep calling these people prisoners or inmates. Nigga, you are a prisoner because you are in prison. That's just how language works. I don't I don't see I don't understand the trend of people not wanting to identify with what they are. It's it's beyond me. And maybe I'm old, maybe I just don't get it. You know, some sometimes life and things just pass you. But I grew up at a time where if you were black, people called you black. If you were born with a penis, they called you a man. If you were born with a vagina, they called you a woman. And if you go to jail, they fucking call you a prisoner. Maybe I'm just old. Maybe I'm out of touch with shit. I don't get it. I don't understand it. But two plus two always equal four. When I grew up in school, I don't get this new math you new, you new niggas is doing. Like I, I don't get it. I think I understand where it comes from. And I think they fight in the wrong fight. Um, I think their bigger person is people dehumanize inmates or prisoners and act like they're not real people. I get that. But it's the 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 problem with that isn't the actual word it's the thoughts and the feelings of a human being and you can't change that with a definition you can call a prisoner whatever you want to if you have a problem with people who've been convicted of crimes it don't matter what you call that person if you have a problem with a person's sexual orientation regardless of what you call that person that the you're still going to have a problem with it like we're attacking the words and the tangible and trying to say if you switch that it's going to switch the intangibles in somebody's in a spirit and how they look and view the world that's just not the case and what ultimately ends up happening is you frustrate people who were who didn't care either way and now they don't now they ain't on your side no more because you like what are you doing that's just how language works this like this word isn't prisoner because you're living the because you're a prisoner <laughs> like i don't come on jay Jay, this where you fucking up, man. You making sense? That's like, where you fucking up. You making sense? Why don't nobody want to be? Co- why can't nobody be what they are? If Tiger Woods <laughs> wanted to be fucking black and um Asian mixed together, why the fuck he only got to say he black? He fucking both. He not trying. Like niggas was mad at him for that. Like how come he can't just be what he actually is? The nigga mama was Asian. His daddy wasn't. Like he both, and it's fine with being what you are. Like, 
that ain't how to, that's, that's that old people thinking, man. That ain't how the world works no more. You can be whatever you want to be. You can literally wake up and label yourself however you want to be. And people have to accept that shit. It's just, you wrong. It's wild. Like, you wild. Like, listen, this is how wild it is. Like, we were talking about the protests earlier in Lansing. I seen a lady out there with a, with a sign with a mask on it with the little strike through it and it says a woman right to choose like if you don't what <laughs> like that's what we you now with the slogans a woman right to choose now i choose to wear and she had a fucking mask wrapped around her neck by the way like i think these are paid protesters i don't even think these are real people man the world is wild dog we we just we just old man no, I, I I refuse to I refuse to do that, dog. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm in my 30s still. I got a fucking sound yeah. mind, and I got judgment, and I'm not gonna let. Yeah. At no point in life has the youngest person been in the in the room be the the wisest person, and we gotta stop acting like that. You might have a great idea, you might have great energy, but we're not gonna take wisdom, experience, and understanding, and substitute that shit with something that make you feel better about yourself like you got to deal with the real world if you go to prison you are a prisoner while you're in prison it's just how language works i'm a michigander because i'm a michigander because i live in michigan i'm a detroiter because i live in detroit detroiter is so dehumanizing you're jason like shut the what are you talking about this is the way of the world man this is the world that we live in I this don't. I don't like this now. world. I don't like this world. Like, nigga, it's a fucking. It's a virus what? outside that's killing motherfuckers. They like, no, nah, fuck that. Open up the open up the casinos. What? <laughs> What's wrong with y'all, man? That's fine. Open it up. I'm not going. I'm not going. If you want to die outside, go, go. I'm gonna be wearing my mask and I'm gonna be in the house. But no, it don't work that way though, because your actions actually impact me though, because you can infect forty people. And then they go infect 40 people. And then all y'all niggas infect my grandma while she at the fucking the the store picking up her prescription. Or some shit. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't know, man. Jay, everybody's crazy. This is just how the world works, man. It's everybody's you, crazy and somebody's gonna get this shot. How, this is just how the world works now. I don't know. I don't make that. the rules, I just play the game, man. Oh man, I don't get it, dog. Uh, man, last thing, man, I was thinking about. Um, do you get a chance to? So I've been digging these battles. I enjoy these battles. Um, uh, man, you a you a old stick in the mud. You don't like nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't. You definitely don't like R and B. So like, like you don't. You don't count. So, so look, look. I'm not. I'm not the. I don't make no bones about. It. I'm not the hugest R and B fan. I can appreciate the Babyface and Teddy Riley battle. You know what I'm saying? Damn the audio issues and all those fuck-ups. You're talking about two legends with certified fucking hits. Like a catalog that's... Fuck hits, classics, 30 years deep, 30 years deep for each of them with just hits. Nigga, did you know, you know that Teddy Riley made the beat for the show? Made the beat for who? The show with uh, no, Dougie Fresh. Yeah, yeah, I didn't until he played it. I'm like, nigga, no what? <laughs> How? <laughs> like, he said he was like 17 or some shit. I thought that was just all Dougie Fresh. Mm-hmm. Dun, dun, I mean, dun, dun, li- dun, 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 dun. 
there? Like, I've lived my whole life just thinking that was just Dougie. Like, <laughs> having absolutely no idea it was Teddy Riley. Even some of them songs that Babyface played, like, I really have forgot that he had wrote some of them hits. Man. Like, like one of my favorite songs of all time is Superwoman. Yeah. I love that shit. So, peep I this. love that shit. <laughs> and I completely forgot that Babyface wrote that shit. Hey, peep this. That used to be one of my songs, too, because that was my mom's favorite song. She used to play that shit in the car all the time and shit, right? So then uh, mm-hmm. I thought about, like, what that song is. Like, my mom probably was tired of my daddy's shit. <laughs> I'm like, nigga. <laughs> I'm like, if that, was, if that was her shit, like, I knew all the words of that shit as a kid because she used to play that shit in the car. I'm like, oh, my mom was tired of my... She was fed the fuck up. She was fed the fuck up. And uh, somebody mentioned that shit a couple years ago, and I started bust out laughing because I'm thinking, like, you know how it be when, when the girl, when, you, when your lady get mad, she throwing that motherfucking song? She, or, yeah, she she don't she not saying nothing to you directly, yeah. but all the songs are saying everything that she wanted. To That's the equivalent of um as one of the meme posts on Instagram when you start going through with yeah. it. <laughs> That's the uh, that's that was the equivalent of shit. Like, oh shit, my mama was mad as fuck at my dad, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. She was. She came home from work. He said the wrong thing. He she was sick of his shit. <laughs> that's some funny shit, dog. Um, I tell you what, dog, man. This week, man, I was definitely afraid. This week, dog. Like, I ain't I ain't never prayed so much in my life, dog. Um, what happened? Man, my dad had got my dad got sick this week. He had like a little stomach oh, bug. Man. He had like a little stomach okay. bug. He threw up or whatever. And um uh, like the next day he kinda like moped around in the bed and shit and like instantly I mean the times that we living in, I'm definitely afraid. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. like No, I feel you. Every emotion went through me. You know what I'm saying? I'm on the phone, my brother, my cousin, we game hey, do this, do this. We trying to you know everything boom boom but like a day or so later he like backed out the outside cutting wood and shit today you know what i'm saying back to his normal self um but like mm-hmm. i'm like i'm i was just i had i stopped in my i didn't know what to do you know what i'm saying because you know we was we talking about the corona and the impact and everything like i i i was so i ain't never prayed that much in my life dog i'm talking about like <laughs> never in my life um I was fucking terrified all week, dog. For what? For a day and a half, I was like terrified, dog. Like, can't even imagine, man. Uh, you know, I, 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 I say it all the time, man. I wouldn't wish that on anybody. Uh, you know, me and you are both lost parents since doing the podcast. Um, and I tell you, man, lose, losing my losing my mother changed me. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. It it did something to me that I can't explain to people. And losing my father, you know, I was more prepared, but like losing a parent changes you. Yeah. And, you know, you know, I'm I'm thankful for you that he's still here. And I wouldn't wish that on, on anybody, man, because it's uh, no matter how much you're built for, no matter how much you prepare, you prepare for heaven is at the feet of your mother. Yeah. And when you look and when you lose that, it causes you to look at life. Uh, I've never been like the most caring and compassionate person throughout my life you know i've i've been a, a shit bag for a long time but like that right there made me colder than detroit in december so i mean i i wouldn't wish that type of shit on anybody and man I'm, I'm glad he's still on the other side here with you yeah man for sure um why i brought up the battles and shit right 
I like the battles that everybody been doing. I've been liking the battles that other people have been posting. So like last week, Joe Button and uh, Rory went. Rory took some uh, mixtape songs from Lloyd Banks, and then Joe played his mixtape songs, and they did a battle. You know what I'm saying? Um, this week also, Rory and Maul did Fab mixtape Fab versus Lil Wayne mixtape. Right. Uh, Rory watched washed completely washed Maul and 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 Wayne bodied it I think that was Maul fought but mixtape Wayne is a different beast different animal it's, it's nothing it is so um, I was thinking like I want to battle somebody and I'm like dog I want to battle Cheyenne on Instagram live I want to do it the Ja Rule verse 50 because we never going to get that because 50 scared of the smoke Cause I think Ja Rule is washing Fifty in a battle, and I know Cheyenne okay. is a, a Fifty and a G Unit fan, so I want to do an Instagram battle. Are we calling her out right now? Uh, we kind of talked about it uh, in the group thread already. You know what I'm saying? Uh, okay. So it's not. It's a, this is the official call out, but we she already know. You know what I'm saying? We already know. But I want to battle Motor City Oprah, aka um, Brestlemania. Uh, Carmel Apple Shy, all them damn acronyms. I want to battle. I want to gyro. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna disrespect her intro because she, she, she got a little bit of mind sprinkled in there. So yeah. I, mean, I she, want. She is the smoke. I want. I'm gonna take gyro and I want to go against her with Fifty Cent and I want all the smoke. Jay, are you willing to put the belt on the line? Nigga, the belt is always on the line, fam. She got a belt too. Thirteen wins and zero losses. Fact, she got a belt too. Matter of fact, you know what I'm saying. So yes, both belts can be on the line, and I'm taking Jairu and I'm washing fifty, period. And who don't want? If y'all want to see that, let me know. Please let me know, cause we can How set that up. How many rounds y'all doing? Y'all y'all going ten? I don't think that fifty. Y'all going ten rounds? I would go twenty, cause that's what everybody doing. I don't think that fifty got twenty songs. I don't think fifty got twenty hit songs. <laughs> If we do ten, yeah, if we do ten, it's it's not even gonna be. If come on, dog, Jaru got it's, it's, hits. It's gonna be some album cuts in there. I think fifty might go twelve, fifteen deep. I don't know twenty. Not just regular songs out, that you she like. Have to pull out some mixtape. Yeah, she's gonna have to pull out some mixtape songs. Maybe a feature here or there. I mean, we ain't gonna but act like you don't ja- really do. 50 don't really do a ton of features, though. And we ain't going to act like Ja ain't mm. got his mixtapes. Because when Ja, remember when in Slim Shady and Eminem was talking, all that beef shit was talking shit to Ja ruling them. And then yeah. they dropped a mixtape with Black Child and uh, who, Fatal Hussein and everything. And them niggas was like, yo, we going to kill you. On the record, basically. And then Eminem stopped making this song. <laughs> hey. I mean, Ja... Ja Rule has some hits, and I ain't even gonna front, man. That that Ja Rule Blood in My Eye album was like one of my favorite albums. That sold me. Like, I, that, shit, that was that my shit first. Was hard. That was the first Ja Rule album I ever bought and listened to. And yeah. I mean, of course, you heard all the hits that was on the radio before that, right? Right. But like, nigga, Blood in My Eye, that clap back, King's gonna come. Yeah, Ja Rule got Ja Rule got some features too. T- tell like, me he, about it. He. 
I mean, we we laugh and joke about him because of you know how Fifty tried to drag him and embarrass him, but like Jock got hit. So I mean, if y'all want to see that, like, me, Jay Johnson three one three versus Motor City Oprah. Y'all gotta let me know. We'll set that shit up on Instagram Live. We do that shit in I don't know a week or two, and uh, we can get this shit cracking. I'm throwing a challenge I'm out down. there. You feel me? I'm down. The challenge is out let's there. See let's see if she'll accept. Let's see. I mean, Can I know she, she hear you from down there. Can <laughs> she hear you from down there? I know she ain't afraid, so I think she 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 on with it, man. You know, um, I I you know we poke fun at Cheyenne, but let me tell you something. I don't know too many people too many people whose knowledge of music and lyrics is as vast as hers. Like she's she's definitely on her shit. I can go with that. So this could be this could be a really good battle. If she but Jay, you gotta you you got a barrier. Like you it can't be like uh, almost victory, a questionable victory, like you have to bury her. Because if she even if it even smells like a win, we will never hear the end of it. You have to bury her. So what I want to do with this uh with this battle, because she got some followers and shit like that. I want um I want to actually make this spark the real battle between Ja and 50. And I think I personally, with this battle, can spark the actual battle between those two. You hear you heard it first, right here on Shop Talk Podcast. We're gonna make that actual battle happen between Ja and 50. But it's gonna start with this live because we're gonna pack that bitch out. We're gonna everybody gonna be in there, bitch, and then it's gonna get to the right hands. It's gonna have a talk, think Pete, all other shit, and then the real battle is gonna happen all because of Shop Talk Podcast. Cause I and you and her can change the culture. That's some major shit. It is. It is. Yeah, I, I wanna see it. I uh, wanna see it. No question no questionable facial hair like like Teddy Wilder go. No questionable facial hair. Who me? Yeah, yeah. Come on, fam. <laughs> Come then on, you fam. cut off your beard. Then you cut off your beard. No, nigga, that was a Photoshop. You... That was Photoshop, oh, nigga. Okay. Okay. Hell no. You know, um, there's some wild accusations out there. Right. I've seen a lot of niggas cut their beards off and shit though, and go just stash. <laughs> niggas just said, look. I love Clay. I love the homie Clay. But Clay, <laughs> grow your beard back, bro. Grow it back immediately. Oh, Fred. Shit. Fred, you are my dog. I wanna, I wanna do. You know, I lost all that weight. I'm trying to do model in the next die rich campaign. But Fred, grow the beard back, bro. Grow it back. Dog, I think I even seen Mike. Not Mike. Not uh, muddy. I not think, muddy. No. Oh. <laughs> uh, who did the pictures and shit for at the uh, at the joint? I think I, I thought I think I saw him with a mustache only. I don't know. I could have been drunk scrolling through. Hey, the- man, Verge, Verge cut that beard off too. I'm like, damn! Drawing back, drawing back, but Burns cut his off too. Everybody looked like um, Will Smith in that uh, what was that movie he had on Netflix? He just had the mustache. Six and shit. degrees of separation. That's not where I was going with that one. Uh, but yeah, man, we about to get this shit cracking. Uh, you gotta. Uh, <laughs> Low key, uh, um, my my whose man's is this week was actually Donald Trump. I forgot to say it with all those wild ass statements and shit. I'm gonna play um a little a little audio at the end. It was like two minutes long, and that's too long to play on that pod. But that's my whose man's is this, and I'll play that shit at the end of the episode. You said Donald Trump is your whose man's is this? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't have no problem with that. I'll be honest. I had a music pick, but fuck, 
I forgot where I put it. Shit. But fuck it, man. I just have to probably double down next week. Uh, I can't remember my music pick. I was a little ill prepared. That's what's I up, mean, man. I know what I've been listening. I know what I've been listening to this week is really just that new West Side Gun, Pray for Paris. But it was some. Oh man, I can't think of it. Now I want to disrespect nobody. It was somebody locally that dropped some heat that I was fucking with, but I can't even think of. I can't even remember where I wrote it down at, man. So I'm just gonna have to double down next week. My bad. So listen, man. I tell you what I've been listening to this week. Um, What's that? It's dark and hell is hot. The cursing version of It's Dark and Hell is Hot is finally on Apple Music, fam. It's been the non-cursing version for years. I don't know why it changed, but it's back out there. And I've been listening to that shit all week. I need my DMX with cursing in it. And that shit is out there. So go listen. That's the only way DMX should be listened to is with, with curse words. Facts. Uh, that's that's the only way it should be listened to. Uh, I do got a, not a music pick because it's not out yet. But I do want to give a shout out uh, to my homie Mo Dirty, who's about to drop a vinyl only release on Fat Beats called Mo Dirt. I, I saw, saw that. I saw uh, DJ House Shoes promoting it. It's going to be on Street Corner Music. You can already pre order it, it's only $25. I'm definitely going to order it and support my homie. Facts. Uh, but Mo Dirt uh, about to drop. That's like the, in the June really or something. Vinyl release. When is this supposed to come out? I think it's May, I think it I think it's May or June. Man, I hope that's I, supposed to drop. Man, I wish that uh maybe we can get him in to talk about that shit. You feel me? I mean, next time he in, I mean that's only a phone call. So I mean, next yeah. time he in the city, I definitely want to definitely want to get the homie to fall through. But uh, I know that's if we that's, outside that's coming up yeah. on the horizon. I pray to God we outside, man. I pray to God we outside. And it's supposed to come out June fifth. Yeah, I, I just found it on a house shoes page. June fifth, Mo Dirt, the vinyl album, you know, and that's my dog, so I'm definitely gonna support. Uh that's what's up, man. It's time for a benediction, my brother. Uh, like we say it every week, is Dame Gone Wild just on IG. Uh, you know, I don't give a fuck about Twitter no more. I, I was in my feelings about it, but I ain't even gonna try. When you see the blue and the black, you know where the fuck we at. Shop Talk Podcast. We may not, we may be remote right now, but we're gonna be back in the studio real soon. The brand is gonna be stronger than before, uh, and we got some big shit still cooking up, man. You know, me and you have kicked around a couple of ideas that we're gonna put into fruition. So, like when the studio oh, opens back up, nigga. it's gonna be bigger and better than ever. Nigga, I gotta put you on to the new shit. I've been researching okay. for like the last eight days, dog, and I got it. I got it. <laughs> Trust me, I got it, dog. Bet. We on some new shit, dog. And I got it. And niggas not gonna be ready for it. New shit. Niggas not gonna be ready for it, man. I am excited and I ain't even did it yet, but yeah. Bet we're gonna do it. Yeah. I mean the studio is coming back bigger and better than ever. So Shop Talk Podcast. Shop Talk is an army. Petty of the Navy. Uh, yo, Hell Jay yeah. Johnson, three one three on all that matters. Um, damn, it was just something I was about to bring up too. Before, damn it, Jay Johnson, three one three on everything that matters. Follow Shop Talk Podcast, um, on Instagram, Shop Talk Podcast Studios. Where you see the blue and the black, you know where you at. I'm not saying we the Rockefeller Podcast, but we are Jay and Day. Hell yeah, peace.